All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is May 2nd, 2022, Monday. Hope everyone's doing good out there. Had yourself a good weekend, getting ready to face a new week and get over some new obstacles that are in your way and reach some new goals. Uh, a lot of ground to cover. We've got some interesting uh, stuff to discuss. At TheMetalDen.com, you'll find uh, latest stories. Uh, most importantly, uh, announced our Vince Neil himself, his solo band, I should say, will be playing uh, a solo concert coming up May 7th. So that's what, next Friday? So we don't know if he's going to, if Vince is going to cancel this or, you know, what's going to happen. <laughs> what's going to happen? He's canceled. He's been canceling all sorts of shows. And he's definitely not in shape from what I can see and what everybody else has been seeing to really to be doing this Motley Crue comeback. You know, they've had a couple years, over two years now to get him in shape, and he's nowhere near in shape. He may have lost a few pounds, but ladies and gentlemen, he still sounds horrible when he sings live. And there's talk that he's going to have to use uh, backing tracks. He's going to have to lip sync. You know, the the whole uh, the whole entire show. I mean, you, you just can't get around the fact that this guy is struggling big time with his vocals. And however you want to look at that, it's a weight thing. Maybe the weight has has something to do with it. Whatever. He's starting to starting to shed a few pounds. Look, the bottom line is his voice is not getting better. We're going to see how much better it is here on May seventh, because now we're just about what a month and a half away from the big Motley Crue comeback stadium tour. So this is going to be really interesting to see what happens. Because personally, I don't think he's ready. I think that he's shown that. Over and over and over that he's just nowhere near being uh, in, in, in tour shape for, for this kind of a big, big event. They have announced that Def Leppard and Motley Crue will change out the, the headlining in terms of the, the band that plays last. They'll change that out every other gig, apparently. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but yeah, that's what they're saying. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. I mean, Motley Crue, I don't even know if they should be headlining at all. It might be such a disaster with Motley Crue that they figure, you know what, we're just going to have to go ahead and, um, you know, however it happens, you know, Vince may not make that. Who knows if he's going to make five shows in this concert? You know, who knows if he's going to make any any shows? But I don't. I don't see this guy making the entire tour. Uh, not in the shape that he's in, and with all the things that he's had going on with, uh, he's ordering ten thousand dollar bottles of booze. I mean, shouldn't he be spending ten thousand dollars on his voice lessons so he doesn't have to lip sync like Paul Stanley? Wouldn't that be awesome? But my lord, I mean, what a what a basket case this guy's turned into. And then you've got, um, 
you've got this new report I've put up at the uh, metalden.com uh, about Vince Neal and his uh, former love affair with porn star Savannah and his connections to what possibly looks to be her ritual murder that would have happened back in 1994 when she passed away purportedly from a self-inflicted self gunshot wound. And my research and my investigating on this matter has shown me that there's been some foul play involved and cover-up going on in the media as to what really happened. And I want to get that out there. I put out part one of the... Uh, what will be a three-part report. And that's the Savannah's ritual murder, the Vince Neal connection. So like I said, part part one will be, uh, is available now to check out the metalden.com. And then I'm gonna have uh, parts two and three coming real shortly. But this part one, let me tell you, it's heavy. It's, it's a lot of uh, information to take in about stuff that you never knew about, stuff that I never knew about. And look, I was a fan, you know, that uh, Savannah um, was huge back in the uh, in the 90s. She was like definitely the biggest porn star to, in the world. You know, she was huge. She was just massive and just a beautiful, beautiful, probably one of the most beautiful porn stars ever. I mean, yeah, she had augmented um, the fake breasts, but she was a really pretty girl and uh, blonde. So anyways, that kind of plays into the importance of with ritual murder and why, why I believe, why my theory uh, holds up in terms of all the different elements that are, are presenting itself of, of what happened there. And that includes, uh, you've got, uh, we just had Walpurgis night. And that's a real important date on the, on the satanic calendar. Just like her, the date was the day before she was killed, which would have been July 10th, 1994. She was announced, they announced her death the 11th, to be the 11th. I, um, no, it would have been the... Uh, not the 11th. It would have been, uh, yeah, she, she died when, when she died, they, what they, what I believe that they did was, is they, they concocted a, a com complete cover up of her death and how she actually died. And so this report is going to go really into the detail of how this could happen. You know, how something, uh, could be, you know, covered up in terms of it, of it be a a murder that was made to look like a suicide, right? So that that's what this is all about. It's about finding out the truth. Vince Neal and all the different stuff we've talked about. Yeah, so it was July 11th, 1994 that that Savannah was um was announced dead. So July 10th, what I found out is a really, really important day for uh, ritual murder. 
and this relates to some of the different uh, goddesses of uh, of past that are were celebrated at, uh, by by people in different parts of, of Europe and whatnot, including Hell, the goddess of death. <laughs> Pretty heavy stuff. Anyways, I should name these dudes my sponsor. I'm drinking uh, Blood Orange Imperial Salt Lady by uh, local Fort Worth, Texas, Martin House Brewery, a brewing company. Anyways, really good stuff. 9.2% alcohol content, just slamming, tastes really good. But you can only get it here locally in Fort Worth. Anyways, uh, the whole whole point of it is, is that you're going to see some really interesting stuff coming out, out about, not just a, a, a more about this Savannah case, but uh, more of just stuff on... on Vince Neal and all this stuff related to uh, the satanic uh, rituals that Motley Crue would it, would purportedly attend, according to the ex-limo driver, Al Bowman. So we're going to get more into those details. But let's go into some of the other stories at TheMetalDen.com before we get rocking with some uh, more details on this uh, report about Savannah and Vince Neal. And we'll also jam some music. But Suicide Silence is part of ways with the drum, uh, their drummer. After 15 years, Alex Lopez is gone. So he's issued, uh, I guess they've all issued a statement about it and whatnot. You can check that out. Ozzy Osbourne is uh, diagnosed with COVID. So Sharon Osbourne has confirmed this. So Ozzy's been having a heck of a time. Uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, put your mask back on. There's still plenty of people having COVID issues, and we're just going to start spreading it around again. It just doesn't make sense just to wear your mask. You know, it really makes a lot of sense to me, and I, I still do when I'm out there because, you know what? It's not worth it. People are sneezing and coughing. You don't want any of that stuff all around you or on you. Okay, we got Bleed Someone Dry. has dropped a new official video for the song Vexation. It's cool. Really good stuff. Thumbs up. I like it. Really heavy. Necrophobic has announced a Satanic Blasphemies compilation re-release. I've got a report that's been reposted that was originally up on August 7th, 2017, uh, titled Chris Cornell, The Detroit News and Fabricated Suicide. So this is one of the original going back with the Truth for Chris whole saga that I've been I've been a part of. That is one of the OG ones. That's uh, the one that I wrote right after I did the interview when I was interviewed by George Hunter from the Detroit News. Detroit News ranks, I believe, number seven in the country. In the United States is top newspapers. So <laughs> pretty big deal, right? Uh, we've got Neon Fly has some Mexican live dates announced. Uh, Feleth has debuted a new music video. And we've got uh, Nova Rex has debuted uh, Time is Up for You, single. So check all those stories out, themailden.com. You'll uh, 
Also be able to find some more reporting going on at my personal site, randyrocketcody.com. Sure do appreciate all the support, everyone spreading the word. You know, uh, whether you're on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, you know, and I, I, I see people sharing my stuff. I'm like, that's killer, you know, because nobody has to do that. So I really appreciate it. Um, before we get going here, uh, one last thing I want to just uh, go over is uh, some of the reports I'll be doing coming up that'll be really important because there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff happening. I want to keep continuing to follow up on the old, whole Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell saga, how that relates to all the different players involved in that. And, uh, and then as well, going deeper into the, uh, the alien disclosure, uh, the full alien disclosure that's supposed to be happening here in the United States. There's a program that's going to be coming up, uh, coming on TV that I wanted to let you all know about that's really going to be fascinating, I think. I think a lot of people should watch it. But it has to do with the uh, what's being called the coming endgame. And on Discovery Plus, you definitely might, might want to check this out coming up on May 20th. Uh, the alien endgame examines the extraterrestrial threats to our planet in this new special uh, two-hour-long documentary on Discovery Plus. So what it is is supposedly the uh, United States is currently, our military has officially confirmed that they have made contact with, with uh, extraterrestrials in some form or another. Uh, we don't know the full details yet, but they're saying that they do exist, that these things are real. And that it is a threat, potentially a threat to humanity. So this is a big, big deal. So I've been talking about this for a while. So definitely check out this program and how that's going to work and give you a bit more, you know, of, of an understanding of really what I've talked about before, which was Agenda 2030. Okay. All right. Well, again, I just want to say thank you to everyone for supporting my sites, TheMetalDen.com and RandyRocketCody.com. Uh, make sure and check out these latest reports. You'll have the links to get to everything and uh, check it out. Spread the word to your friends and family. And uh, most importantly, uh, stay safe and stay heavy. Bubbly, sweet, caring, giving little girl. She was perfect. Sharon Wilsey spent most of her childhood in the countryside outside Dallas, Texas. By the time she was a cheerleader for the Pee Wee football team, it was obvious this little angel had acting talent. She liked to dance, and she always said she was going to be an airline stewardess when she grew up. Instead, Shannon Wilsey became Savannah, one of the biggest porn stars of our time, making nearly 80 movies in a period of just five years. This business... Uh launched her on a rocket so fast that she couldn't catch up with her own fame. But Shannon's fame became a tragic story of great unhappiness and self-destruction that ended last July when she took her own life at the young age of 23. I think Shannon just couldn't take being Savannah anymore. Shannon was a troubled teenager. At the age of 16, she went to live with her father, who was divorced from her mother. She was not happy there. She wrote us letters, you know, she wanted to come back home. 
but somewhere in the process she she met a rock star and went on the road with him Watch Savannah's meteoric rise to become a porn goddess whose sex capades attracted an army of suitors, including several famous rock stars. I knew she was a porn chick, but I didn't know like she was like the porn chick. In Hollywood, rock stars and porn stars often play together, but rarely produce stable relationships. Rolling Stone writer Peter Wilkinson. We're talking about two communities that share certain qualities, a certain rebelliousness, a certain uh, uninhibited character. And in a sense, I think um, porn actresses could be considered exalted groupies. And from the rock star perspective, I think there's probably a certain aspect of, of conquering. And, and if not a porn girl, that's uh, validates you as a sexual soldier in some way. In summer 1991, Savannah thought she found a rock star who wanted more than a conquest. Romance blossomed after Gina Fine unselfishly arranged a date for Savannah with Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil. She was beautiful. Uh, I mean, I, I loved everything about her. She was, you know, she was gorgeous, uh, great and bad. Um, you know. Nothing she wouldn't try or do. I told him several times, don't hurt her, you know, don't tell her that you want to have a relationship with her if you don't mean it, because she doesn't need to hear that. You know, then I would hear from her that he said, let's start looking for houses, pick out any house you want, and, you know, Gina can have her own room. In August, Neil took Savannah to Hawaii. Then he gave her some bad news. I think that she thought that we were boyfriend and girlfriend. But I was going through a divorce at the time. And uh, uh, I think she maybe thought it was a little more serious than it really was. But we were like more like parting buddies. Neil dumped Savannah without even a goodbye. The pattern of rejection that marred Savannah's life had once again resurfaced. You know, she was heartbroken for a while and uh, picked herself up very quickly and moved on. I couldn't believe it. I was, uh, I was very, very shocked. In the Thank you. 
and she wanted to do that. And then her agent told her that she could make more money making the X-rated films. Do you drink? Savannah's mom says her daughter would return to their home in Texas and shower them with gifts. But before long, things started to change. The money started controlling her. Savannah filled her empty life by dating more celebrities, including rock star Slash of Guns N' Roses and MTV host-turned-actor Polly Shore. According to former adult actress Gina Fine, she tried to bury the troubles of Shannon by assuming the identity of Savannah. Savannah became this larger-than-life diva who got so much attention and, and was so adored, you know, it took over and, and she became a huge ego, you know, and it just swallowed Shannon up. By the time Savannah took her life, she hadn't made a movie in months, was drinking heavily and using Valium. She owed thousands to the IRS. She was getting ready to go to work again to take care of the, the you know, money problems. Then on July 11th of last year, Savannah got into a car accident. She was driving her uh, Corvette, white Corvette that she owned. And in the area that she lives, is, uh, there's a lot of curbs. And I think she took one too fast. Although they all had, well, Nikki died. He was legally dead for one and a half minutes uh, from a heroin overdose. Uh, you know, Vince has had health issues. Mick Mars has had health issues. Tommy, you know, had a bout with hepatitis and had to do these blood treatments. And, you know, they go through these blood treatments where they have, uh, you know, to run their blood through these machines and filter it and heat it and put it back into their body to get rid of the virus. So they've all had you know, effects from their lifestyles that have been very negative on their health. And uh, they've had to deal with that, and that's not an easy thing to deal with. So, you know, uh, those are unfortunate side effects of, of getting into the ritualistic type stuff that, you know, these guys engaged in, but they none of them are dead, and they're still around, they're still playing, and they're still making money. And thanks to that story that got picked up by every major news outlet in the world, their album sales went up 2,000%. Really? How do you like that number, Ed? Jeez. Yeah, 2,000%. And believe me, they were trying to put the kibosh on a lot of the stuff in that story. Not the band, but their legal team. And, uh, you know, the legal team was saying, it's impossible. This guy couldn't do this. There's no way. We don't know. I had the photos to back it up. And I got a lot more where those came from. I always had a pocket camera in my glove box back in those days. I took pictures with a lot of celebrities, not just them, but I took pictures of many, many, many famous people for like the first five, six years I was in the business. Then I, once I got to see that celebrities were just like the rest of us, only maybe slightly worse, I stopped <laughs> taking pictures because I was no longer fascinated with them. Now, now, Vince Neil, though, he lost a daughter. Didn't he become like a born-again Christian after that? Or not at all. Really? Really? No, if anything, he, his alcoholism got worse. And yeah. uh, if you look at him today, he's not the healthiest guy. And, uh, you know, I feel sorry for Vince because he's actually a pretty good person deep down. But demon alcohol, man, he's got a real problem with that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's never good for anybody. You know, alcohol is probably worse than drugs, I think. It has a much far-reaching far effect on families and, 
and life than uh, than drugs do. Yeah, and it's so accessible. You know, you can go any supermarket, you know, and pick up a you know four o'clock in the morning whenever you want. It's right there. And now, now what other? Well, kind especially of, in Vegas. Yeah. Especially in Vegas. Yeah, Twenty four hours. Yeah. Now, now, what yeah. other uh, stars were involved in a sata- Satanism though that you could tell us about? You can't mention any of the names besides these guys. Well, just about just about all of them. I mean, in one form or another, um, you know. And again, like it's just it's a belief system and it's a religious system, and it is a system that requires prayer and requires uh, faith. So again, like I don't condemn it. Like a lot of people do, oh, it's evil, it's bad. It's like, well, it's just another form of belief. And since uh, the people who practice it don't believe that there's any kind of eternal damnation and that the first rule of do what thou wilt shall be the rule of the law and they can do whatever they want, they don't feel accountable because they think everybody goes to heaven no matter what form of worship you do. Uh, But I need I remind anybody that the devil – Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call him, Beelzebub, is the king of all lies. So if you're going to believe that there's no price to pay, you have to remember that the person or the entity telling you this is the great deceiver. And that's about the biggest warning I could give to anybody. Uh, Don't be deceived. This is the prayer I wake up to every day. And I say, dear Lord, I pray today not to be deceived. And because there's a lot of deception out there, especially entertainment business, very much deception. And so you would describe yourself as a Christian? This is Vince Neal. I want to say uh, happy birthday, brother. Uh, this is actually from uh, uh, Christian mom, Ethan and Blake. So uh, keep on rocking. Shout the devil and, uh, and do, do some feel-good stuff in, four, in big old 4-0, big old you man. 
Alright, see you later. Z-Rock. Hello. Hi. She's there. I think she. Ozzy? Yeah. Can you do some Ozzy? Which Ozzy? What are you here, honey? Um, sorry. Sorry, She's like freaking out on the delay. She's really freaking out, I can tell. <laughs> she went diary with <laughs> guitar player with Ozzy? Man, uh, some of Randy, definitely Randy. I mean, I think that's everybody's favorite unless, what do you think, pal? I agree. When, but I like Jakey e. Lee, too. Jakey's think Jake is pretty cool. But, I mean, the, the one true crusher, man, that, that stands alone is Randy. Whether uh, is the favorite guitar player from Ozzy or not, he's the favorite, all, he's the overall dude, you know? 
Randy's great. A widely known fact, Jakey Lee's real name is Jake Williams. I don't know. If, yeah, Williams. Mm. I don't know if anybody knew that, but it's a, it's a widely known fact. that only their first album dealt with the black arts. But what about their next seven albums with song titles like Electric Funeral, Hand of Doom, Children of the Grave, and Sabbath Bloody Sabbath? And what about the macabre lyrics that go with them? Our inner view of Black Sabbath continues. These are like most of the lyrics, actually. You've always dealt with lyrics that were not really lightweight subjects. I mean, like Pope at the End of the Rope. This guy's a sicko. Really? That's <laughs> a geezer put away after this, you know. Same <laughs> you know, the guy, once, one, one, one time I said to him, you know, he said, what, what, what are you going to do when you die? He said, well, when I die, I want everybody else to come with me. And he said, I don't want to get out there on my own. <laughs> where uh, where do these come from, geezer? I mean, well, they're not just happens, you know, just... And don't tell me that the Pope at the end of the road... smash him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like all the things over, um, just over a period of time, everything just sinks in, and then Tony usually wants the music. Now, did it have anything with your mom smashing you on the head? <laughs> <laughs> it's still a lot of, you know, a lot of... It's like... Um, all that goes into it, sort of the religious side of it. What, what um, denomination, are you like any... I was brought up... Strict Catholic. Strict Catholic. That's where I got a lot of the things on the Satanism part, you know, a lot of lyrics on that, because I was always fascinated with the occult. The other side. And all sorts of religions. fuck are they talking about, man? You know, thought it was something to do with clothe the naked, feed the hungry, you know, shelter the homeless. No, no, no. No, God wants us to have them all with 104 stores in it so people don't have to shop with the sinner and the unbeliever. They can come and shop with only Christians. God's mall. I'd be like, <laughs> that makes sense to me. I'm writing out a check. I'm writing out a check. Yeah. So you got about six of those fucking channels. Then you got this other stuff. You got you got channels I never use. I, I don't understand. Channels like the Weather Channel. How much does it cost to produce this fucking thing? And why waste the money? How hard is it to go to the door, open it, look outside, and take a wild, uneducated guess at what the fucking weather is? How hard is that, man? Do we need the fucking Weather Channel? All right, I'm glad you said that. We'll send that message back to him. <laughs> Fuck you and your fucking weather channel. <laughs> then you've got these shows that I have no explanation for because they're not really television shows. Yeah, stuff like that. They got one that's called The Amazing Discovery Show. This show 
I'm looking through the thing one day to find out what to watch, right? I turn it on, and it's Amazing Discoveries. Something in, well, maybe this is Amazing Discoveries. Maybe this is like The Dead Speak, Life on Other Planets, How to Turn Actual Rocks into Some Kind of Fuel Form. I didn't know. You know I, thought, I thought maybe this is Amazing Discoveries. Turns out to be this guy, the only thing he's discovered is how to wax a fucking car. That's the Amazing Discovery. That's the big discovery. That's the big hoopla. That's the big, oh, God, 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 oh! And he's got a studio audience. People have tickets. They, they waited in line to see this show. They were going, fuck Arsenio, fuck Carson, fuck all this. We got tickets to see Amazing Discovery. This guy waxes a fucking car. Where do you see it? Yeah, Amazing Discoveries. Tune in next week when I show you how to mow the lawn. It's amazing! What the fuck happened to TV shows? What happened to a plot? A, yeah, no, but I mean, these cable shows are like, Welcome to DD7 State I think if it works, give it a real test. Go, yes, we have the Shroud of Turin here. That's held the image of Christ for over 2,000 years. The Catholic Church has called it holy. They've called it a sacrament. But look what happens to it when we spray stain eater on Jesus' face. He disappears. It's a fucking dish rag. Get out of here. Stain eater more powerful than the image of Christ. Oh! I mean, if it works, if it really works, grab a can of it, put it under your coat, and hang outside the UN, and wait for Gorbachev to come out. Sneak up on him. Sneak up on him, grab him, put him in the headlock, and spray that shit on his forehead and get that shit stain off of his head. Whatever that ugly fucking birthmark is on his fucking head, get it off! Grab him, you fucking shh! Go stain eater, go! Then Richard Simmons has got a show. This is pretty funny. He has a video called Sweatin' with the Oldies Part 2. Like sweating with the oldies part one left something to be desired. Like we didn't learn enough from that. We didn't see enough from that. Somewhere there was an audience going, no, no, we want more. Don't fucking tease us, Richard. God damn it, you bastard. You only gave us fucking sweating with the oldies part one. Where is part two? Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like to see fat women dance and work out okay this is nothing I like I don't get excited to see fucking fat I'm not talking about fat I'm talking about women that look like sumo wrestlers doing squats and shit you know and knee bends I don't want to see that that alone pay 40 fucking dollars for the video he charges for this he charges he has the weirdest fucking campaign event I've ever seen he sticks his head out of the box and goes hey Hey, are you tired of young girls in tight outfits dancing around, doing aerobics? I go, oh yeah. Yeah, we're sick of that shit. <laughs> young girls in tight outfits, I've had enough of that. Why don't you bring on the women that served me food in high school, huh? Why don't you bring on some of those female bus drivers of the month? 
Oh, man. I don't know how he gets away with it, man. Sweating with the fucking oldies. And then he talks to him. He talks to him. And he cries with him. He looks like he's crying. That's the trick. That's the Richard Simmons trick. He looks like he's talking to him. He looks like he's crying. He's not crying. He's trying not to laugh in their face. And by restraining the muscles in his face, tears come out of the side. Which looks like he's crying, but he's not really crying. You can't be deceived. Don't let him drink you. And he'll talk to him, and he'll have some woman, God bless her, that weighed like 400 pounds. She lost 100 pounds. Which, God bless, that's great. But she still weighs 300 fucking pounds. And he's talking to her like she's a model. You know, like she's overcame it. And <laughs> he'll try and talk to her and not laugh. He'll go, J -J Julie? J Julie, do you remember when you were fat? And he looks like he's crying. And she really is crying. She's going, yes, Richard, I remember. I remember I weighed over 400 pounds. I went to a family picnic and we came home and I couldn't get back inside the house. And, and I had to live in the garage for a couple months. And then I also remember that uh, my kids told me about Deal Meal, which is kind of like Monopoly, instead of, uh, instead of uh, like, uh, you know, a hotel, you get a sandwich. And I, and I lost 100 pounds, and, and my husband's so happy. And this kid, I mean, this guy sitting next to her, right? Her husband sitting next to her looks like that kid that was sitting on Hussein's lap in the news interview. He has that look like, I'm the reason they created Happy Hour. I'm the target audience for happy hour, motherfucker. You're looking at him right here. Somewhere bar owners got together and said, you know, we're missing a target audience here. They get off of work at five. They don't have to eat till seven. That's two hours. If we put out a sign that says happy hour, drinks, half price. That's a target audience. We've got to make, we've got an audience. Because a lot of guys are going to go home and go, you know, I'm not in a big fucking rush to open that front door. I think I'll stop at happy hour and have a couple drinks. Because that's the case, generally. Every, you know, because some guys walk home and they... Oh, I'm not drunk enough yet! I need a happy hour! Which is how happy hour got started. Anyway, I do this new thing now that you might be interested in. And it's... What we like to do is we like to find a guy in the audience that has the worst story. A man that has a story of how he went through hell. How he went through hell, how a bitch broke his heart, and then we want him, you must know the phone number. You must have a good story, you must know the phone number, and then we will call the bitch here, live! And give her a piece of her fucking mind, yes! Alright, who's got a story? Talk to me. Nah, you can't, you wanna talk? It's up to you, man. It's got to be a good story, man. I want to hear pain. I don't want to hear, hey, man, she, she made me pay for All right, all right, come up here and talk. Uh, we have a mic here? All right, right here. Here's the mic. No, no, here you go, right there. I have to look taller. It's a little bit my contract. All right, sit up. What's your name? Gilbert. Might help if you. Gilbert. Yeah. Gilbert? What's the girl's name, Gilbert? Up here. Murder. <laughs> Tell us your story. Uh. I just... 
I just finished getting engaged to her um, about a week after I got engaged to her or something. Yeah. I got a tattoo of her, and the week after that, um, she was with somebody else. She jumped me. Oh, thank you, Gilbert. That, that was a real exciting story. Thanks. We've got some prizes right there with you with your friends. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you. I was gripped. I was on the edge of my seat. I want a fucking story with pain. You got a story? Come on up here. Get up here. Give him the mic. Give it to him. Oh, yeah, with a dice fucking shirt on. I'm going to use you. Get, no, get him. Get the mic. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Take that fucking shirt off. Take it off. Here's the guy right here with hat and glasses. Stand up, sir. Right there where you are. Come on over. Come here. This guy, anybody would wear a hat and glasses in here? I, I, it had to be pain. Bring it up. Talk to me. We want to know. We, do we want to know? What's your name? Kevin. What is it? Kevin. Well, what does she
inside the ball, huh? Yeah, I'm really- 